self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and at TikTok at Eddie B. Talking and Eddie B. Eating. I could be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. If you have a Reddit letter or comment or anything you like for us to comment, news even that you like for us to comment on, you can uh, send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the aforementioned uh, social media. And I think we do have a letter. But let me explain what the fuck happened last week before we get into these letters. <laughs> so we missed last week again because of me. Um, and I'm, I'm doing this as kind of like a PSA for my folks. So black people that are listening, open your ears. <laughs> so I have not had health problems, you know, not I, other than like my chronic sinus issues like that's probably been the the worst thing that I've had so about a month ago I went to the doctor and uh my blood pressure was high and my both of my parents take medication for blood pressure it runs on both sides of my family and so the doctor was like you know it may just be genetic but your blood pressure is high so he gave me a month to try to get it down so for the month of April I was doing shit in the background I got some beetroot extract that was what uh on point was talking about that time he was talking about we we the age where we're sharing medication uh, things. <laughs> the beetroot extract was for this particular issue. Um, so I did all of this shit for the month. I just was exercising more and walking the dog and, you know, looking at my soft intake. And I had to um, buy a, a blood pressure reader to read my blood pressure over the course of the month. Could not get the shit down. Nothing I did. Couldn't get the shit down. So I go back. Um to the doctor for my follow-up visit. And he was like, yeah, you know, we're going to have to put you on a medication. Now, mind you, my mother had a very terrible allergic reaction to lisinopril, which is a um, widely prescribed blood pressure medication. And she had been taking it for like 15 years and then just randomly it fucked her up. And everybody in our family that has taken that medication has had, like her, I didn't even recognize my mom. Her face was so swollen. So, of course, when he starts talking blood pressure medication, I tell him this. I say, hey, my mom and her siblings have all had a severe allergic reaction to lisinopril. He said, okay. So he put me on a combination medicine. I think it's like Lotrec, but basically it's a combination of the medicine amlodipine and a medicine called benazapril. And he was like, these two medicines work really good and they're going to really get your blood pressure down and blah, blah, fucking blah. So I was like, cool. Get the prescription filled on a Friday. Start taking the medicine. So I took one Friday and I took one Saturday morning. By five o'clock Saturday evening, my fucking mouth was swelling. Like the, the left side of my lip, my top lip was just big. I went to sleep, woke up, the shit was swollen. And I was like, what the fuck is this? At first, I thought well, like maybe something bit me on my lip when I was asleep. Um, but it kept getting worse. It spread to where I looked like some fucking 
I don't even know how to, I, I look crazy. Like if if I ever got lip fillers and did it too much, this is what it would probably. Look like. It got bad, y'all. It got really fucking bad. If my so, face ever looked like that, I never. I wouldn't show nobody. <laughs> Red is bold though. She's sent. She's a message like, oh shit. But you know, also, if I was coming to pick you up potentially to take you to the hospital, and I, I would have need to have seen you first. Yes, because you would have freaked out. Yeah. Um, so I was calling around trying to get it because I was like, at first I wasn't gonna go to the fucking emergency room, but then when it kept swelling and my tongue started swelling, I was like, fuck, I gotta go to the emergency room. So, uh, shout out to Shogun from Government Name Podcast. Uh, he was the one that took me to the ER. Let me tell y'all something about On Point, though. And so I haven't said this to him yet, so this is news to him. <laughs> Negro, your your need to understand things knows no bounds. <laughs> when I called him, because I he lives, like, not far from me when he's in town, but he wasn't in town. Um, and was telling him what was going on. He was like, well, you took the medicine yesterday. Why did this swell up yesterday? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's swollen today. <laughs> but he was like, well, it doesn't make any sense that it wouldn't have swollen yesterday if you were going to have an allergic reaction. Like, you have to understand things <laughs> that don't make sense to you. <laughs> well, uh, so in my head, the first thing I asked myself was who fucked up. <laughs> so it wasn't even like trying to generally understand. I was trying to create the system of accountability because oh. it's like at the point that like you having an allergic reaction when you already gave me the whole spiel about your mama having an allergic reaction before you even got the medication. Yep. And so I was like, somebody fucked up. So that was the route <laughs> I was trying to go. I was like, okay, so... I was trying to understand the process because I was like, is this a doctor who did this shit? Was this an accident? Did this motherfucker do this on purpose? Because again, you had the information to give people so that this wouldn't happen. Yes. Yes, I did. I'm sure I do this all the time, but this time it was like, somebody need to fucking suffer. (laughs) So Shogun come and get me, take me to the ER. We get there. As soon as I walk in. Now, remember I told y'all the medicine that my mom had the reaction to was called lisinopril. As soon as I walk into the ER, the recept- the lady at the desk was like, lisinopril? I was like, no, but it is an allergic reaction to a medication. So that lets you know how widely spread this is, okay? Like, people having this response to, the- to this particular set of blood pressure medication. So this is the first time I'm ever, like, I wasn't even in the waiting room 30 minutes because I was having an active allergic reaction. So they just went ahead and got me on back. I, that was another reason I didn't want to go to the ER. I didn't been to the ER before and been there for, sitting there for fucking eight hours or some shit, some crazy shit. So, I, but because I was actively still swelling, <laughs> they just went ahead and got me back. They had to put an IV in my arm and start giving me all this medicine. It was like a whole thing. So the doctor comes in and he's like, Asking me what I, you know, what, it, what what I took, and I told him, and he was like, uh, and I told him about, I said, well, he wouldn't give me the lisinopril. I know that has a bad um, reaction because my mom had a reaction. He was like, well, if you told him that, he shouldn't have given you benazapril either. So basically, black people, uh, African Americans have a sensitivity to something called an ACE inhibitor, and lisinopril has ACE, an ACE inhibitor in it. And benazapril is an ACE inhibitor. And so the ER doctor was like, if you told him that, he shouldn't even prescribe this to you because basically he just prescribed you the cousin 
of the medicine that made your mom's face swell up. He was like, you know, African-Americans have a sensitivity to ACE inhibitors. He was like, any medication that ends in P-R-I-L, like Pril, he was like, don't take that. Don't ever take that. Anything that ends in that because this is a reaction to the ACE inhibitor. And I'm like, and I, this, mind you, because they, I wanted to go home, so they had a second doctor come in and get a second opinion after I had been there. It was like, we left at probably about 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, Sunday morning. But they had a second doctor come in because basically liability. Because I was like, basically, I don't want to stay in this motherfucker. Can I go home? <laughs> and um, so he had to have another doctor come in to look me over and say if it was safe for me to go home. Because, mind you, my fucking my face was still fucking swollen. Uh, it wasn't continuing to swell, but it was still swollen. And the other doctor came in. Like, everybody know. Okay? Everybody in the hospital, everybody I talked to that night was like, yep, black people, ace inhibitors, shouldn't do that. So, Sunday, they gave me all this medication that I needed to take for the allergic reaction. Because, mind you, my face is still fucking huge. My regular, uh, I usually go to Sam's Club for pharmacists, for the pharmacy. And they weren't open on Sunday, so I just went to CVS. A white pharmacist in CVS had the same goddamn conversation with me about how this is a regular occurring thing a reaction and response in black people to this particular class of drugs. And she would caution me to make sure that I told my regular pharmacy about the allergic reaction so that they, they could put a, a alert in my file so that this doesn't happen again. All right. All this had get the medicine, whatever, whatever. Call my doctor back on Monday. Tell them what happened. They were like, Oh, we'll, we'll get you in this afternoon. So get an appointment to go see him. And I go and I'm like, doc, I just spent the weekend in the fucking ER because of the medicine you gave me. This motherfucker did not take no accountability. Okay. What he said was, oh, you had like a one in a million response to this medication. Like that just does not happen. And I was like, that's not what everybody else in the medical field that I talked to here recently has fucking said about this. They actually said the opposite. They said, that this class of medication is known to have a negative response in African-Americans. He was like, no, I've not had any client. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how many black clients you have, doc, but what I'm telling you is everybody that I've encountered with the exception of you knew that this was a bad idea from jump. <laughs> he was like, no, you, this is a very rare reaction and we'll put it in your, um, in your chart so that this doesn't happen again and then he prescribed me amlodipine by itself which is what my mom takes now and which is what everybody that i've talked to that take blood pressure medicine basically takes that medicine and i'm like if the medicine existed by its goddamn self why wouldn't you have just prescribed me that shit in the first place now i got an er bill that i gotta fucking pay because you fucked up and you don't even want to take accountability for this shit and this goes into why black people don't fucking trust the medical profession Cause y'all don't listen and y'all just do whatever the fuck you want to do. There's no reason that that should have happened. I tell people that ain't even fucking on point new about my mom's reaction to fucking Lysenopril. Like, and so I tell people, it's not like I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I let him know. And he still prescribed me this medicine that could have fucking killed me. The ER doctor was like the worst response that they've seen was somebody whose tongue and throat soiled so bad that they had to cut a trach in their throat for them to fucking breathe until they could get the swelling down. Like, that's how serious of a reaction this shit can be. And it's like, 
that shit pissed me all the way off. So that's what happened last week and why we didn't record because my face was swollen as shit and I felt like shit. Um, I'm better now. My face is back to facing the way it normally does. And I finished up the medication. The medication had me fucked up, though. This whole week has been terrible. I've been sleeping. When I wasn't at work, I was sleeping because uh, it just made me so groggy. And I had to do a whole week worth of medication to get rid of the goddamn response. The blood pressure medicine that I'm on now uh, has my blood pressure down. So I guess that's good. But black people, listen, <laughs> you really, really have to like self-advocate because some of these doctors don't give a fuck. Like, and I am, and I'm not saying that it's all white doctors because, like I said, the two everybody that I've encountered, everybody in this story that I just told, all of the medical professionals, all of them were white. There was only one of them <laughs> who fucked up. Everybody else was like, "Yeah, this is a regular. Yep, yep, he shouldn't have done that." Like everybody else was cool. But that one doctor, fuck him. <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, so, yeah, I just cautionary tale. Uh, black people, don't let somebody. If you if you get told you have high blood pressure, which hypertension is very, you know, common in uh, the African-American community. Make sure that you researching this shit. And ACE inhibitors seem to be a no go. Talk to your doctor about that. Question him about that. You're going to have to, like, self-advocate and say hey, let's talk about this specific thing. Because otherwise, you're going to be fucked up in the game. <laughs> like I was. Um, fucking bullshit, man. It is fucking bullshit. Trash-ass doctors. Bruh. So that was my experience last week. It ain't no way where you can, like, report that type stuff. I mean, I would have to prove that I told him because he one he could just say I, she didn't say anything but I would have to prove that he knew um and I guess there's no way for him to for sure have known that I would have had that response like suing him would be hard because that's what my mom was like you need to get a lawyer <laughs> she was livid <laughs> she was pissed uh, because she again it was no reason for me to have gone through this because she's gone through this and all, literally all of her siblings have had negative responses to their blood pressure medications where they face swole up. Like I had a coworker at one of my old jobs. They prescribed her lisinopril. She's black and she was out of work because her fucking face swole up. Like it, uh, it's just no reason um, that this should have occurred at all. But I don't know that I have any legal action that I could take against the doctor. Um, I'd have to prove malice intent, probably. Well, I mean, it might not even need necessarily, I mean, considering that you don't believe it can be the case, then maybe it don't even have to be the case of uh, lawsuit type shit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe just like medical accountability, where it's like yeah. reporting to the top of the hospital. You know, I don't know. I don't know how many black people have come back with this doctor and yeah. been prescribed this medication because it's one of two things. Either he don't know what the fuck he doing or he don't care that he's prescribing black people a medication that uh, has a likeliness to, you know, give them angioedema, whatever that shit called. That's what it's called, yeah. Yeah. Like, something's happening. 
Yeah. And for him to be so calloused as to believe, oh, no, this is rare. If the hospital knew, wait, this ain't fucking rare. You know it. Everybody know it. You just told that patient that. But, like, watch your fucking self. Yeah. Quit prescribing. Like, you know this shit ain't real for black people for these particular ACE inhibitors. So calm the fuck down. Yeah. Okay? She ain't suing you and you fucking lucky. But she yeah. did come here to tell us so you can get some fucking oversight accountability. That, yeah. I mean, it might be the case that, like, he know he fucked up, the hospital know he lied, and somebody like you might be a list of people who done spoke about this doctor doing this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would, if there's a way to motherfucking tell them niggas about they self, yeah. the process by which you can, like, just make sure that doctors being held accountable for this shit. Yeah, because, I mean, the next person might not be so lucky. I I had a mild in comparison to what it could have been uh allergic reaction. But like somebody could come in there and fucking you could die from that shit. Like your throat, all of that shit swell up and you can't breathe. And if you don't get to the emergency room quick enough, you can die. Like that shit ain't and I don't know if it's cause let me see. I didn't even look, but let me let me look real quick. I've worked in not doctors' offices, but I worked where um there were psychiatrists. And um I don't know if that's I know that the pharmacy rep people come around pushing certain medications. It was low trail. That's what it was. How old is this medicine? Is it new? I can't see. Cause I know sometimes like they they it benefits them to start prescribing a, a certain new medication. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's if that's why he was pushing it. Um. Uh, oh wait, wait. Was that a recall thing? That's something about a recall. There was a recall. This was in 2018. Anyway, yeah. I, I I don't know what his motivation was for doing this shit, but uh just at self-advocacy, don't just let them tell you shit, you know. Um I was listening out for Lysinopril because I knew that, but I didn't know um that there could be medications that were within... I mean, I know medications that exist within the same drug class, but I just... Why would I think he would fucking give me that? Like, <laughs> you know, why would you do that? Um, But he did. So, yeah. I just wanted to be a bit of a PSA. Just kind of be mindful. Um, research shit. These doctors... Some of these doctors don't give a fuck. And I apparently encountered... One. And it's crazy because I went to him because the doctor, primary care physician I had before him was this hippie ass white lady that was like giving out hugs and shit when I went in there. So I had to find a new doctor because I, that shit wasn't going to fly. She literally would hug you when you came. Like, bitch, get off me. First of all, why are you hugging sick people? Don't nobody come in here because they're healthy. You're a doctor. You hug everybody that come in here? I don't even know you. <laughs> the fuck? I don't hug people that I love. You, I'm not going to hug you, stranger lady. Um, so he was who I got after dealing with the hippie lady. So 
anyway, that's what happened last week was my fault, but I wanted everybody to hear the story just so that just be mindful, man. Gotta be careful out here. Gotta be careful out here. But I'm good now. All right. That's your story. Yes. This is my story. I was out of town. I went to go visit my grandmama for her birthday. Uh, well, she really just wanted some cupcakes, so I took her some cupcakes. I spent my whole trip down there on a TikTok live <laughs> because I don't, I don't got time to deal with hang out with old niggas. That's, I mean, if she ain't cooking, then I'm, I'm booking. You know what I'm saying? And she getting old. You know what I'm saying? It, granny's probably on her way out. You know. Uh, maybe some years or whatever, but her back is to the point where it hurt and steroids ain't helping. And But my daddy came down too. And he seemed to be out of it, man. He didn't seem to be himself. He lost some more weight. Um, is he sick? I mean, he been sick as a but, whole I mean, with it... bladder cancer. But, yeah, has it you progressed? know, when I left, it was gone. You know, but the way bladder cancer works and any kind of stomach cancer where it grows in the lining, it's not that you can get rid of it. Well, any cancer is like this because the reason that cancer forms in your body is that your body meets the conditions for cancer to grow. So even if you get rid of cancer, that's the threat of it coming back because your body meets all the conditions for it to grow. And that, that is a higher rate for bladder cancer. Like, you can't ever get rid of bladder cancer. It's going to come back. And Damn. the two times that it's come back for him, it's been very aggressive. So, ideal, not ideally, but probably going to come back aggressive next time. Um, And then, you know, his wife, you know, made a comment about, you know, I had bought them the wrong cupcakes because my dad don't like cupcakes with the sprinkles and stuff on it. He just like them straight icing. They were and for I grabbed him. They were for your granny. Say what? They oh, no. I made like, I made enough. I called you and asked you if you wanted some. I just made a shitload of cupcakes. Yeah, but you made them for your granny. No, <laughs> I made my granny the amount that she asked me to make her. Oh, and you just made a bunch of extra ones? Yeah, I made a bunch of extra ones because oh, okay. I knew my daddy then was going to be down there. I knew that I was going to, you know, go to the radio. I, it was like, okay, I, I could take a bunch of different people some cupcakes. So I made extra cupcakes. And I took some down to my daddy um, and um, and his wife. And um, and she made a comment about, well, he probably ain't going to eat these cupcakes. He, he hadn't been eating that much lately. And I'm like, uh, we need to see about this. Like, what does this mean? Because, right, this lady, nothing against her, man. She's all right, I guess. But... <laughs> We are a family. She is two years older than me. She just came That's into my right. family system, married my daddy. That's right. He already damn near isolated because he don't deal with nobody. Now it's just her who, mind you, is going to have the bag after he die. If she stick with him until he die, she probably going to get all his money. And when my daddy left Bluebird Bus Company in 2007, they gave him a $400,000, you know, exit fee or whatever, or mm-hmm. whatever they call it, exit package. He put every penny of that $400,000 into an IRA stock account. Um, And he told my brother that he given all of that to her when he died. And I was like, bro, that's so much money. It's so you, much money. And you know what? It, yeah, I had to confront the idea that, like, 
<laughs> we ain't worth enough to him. <laughs> like a stranger is worth so much more to him. I mean, she's not a stranger at this point, but at the point that he made that decision, she only been in his life for five months. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, and that's that internal stuff that I had to confront about the fact that, you know, I learned about my daddy that he does not value men. He values women in a lot mm-hmm. of different capacities, romantic, uh, sibling, um, our capacities. He don't fuck with men. He don't care about men. And I think that his struggle has been to figure out how to care about me and my brother as men. But he don't give a fuck about men, like, period. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, like, that that's something I had to reckon with. But I don't know. I was just saying that to say, like, that trip was weird. My mama, she's doing a whole nonprofit thing. I really don't even want to get into that. It, she had an uh, event on that weekend. She did a two-day women's retreat. And I went to go help her. And she was just irritated because the people was tripping. Oh, my God. It was a lot. Anyway, um, that's why I couldn't take you to the hospital. I, I, I would have took Red to the hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was just out of town. He, you, it, yeah. The order of my calls <laughs> was my cousin who was in Georgia because he was out of town. On point. Shogun. If Shogun couldn't have um, took me... Uh, Cole Jackson would have probably been the next one. Chris would have been, or uh, Leroy Ketchum would have been last because he got a family and shit. So like, I don't want he got two kids, a new baby and shit. So he would have been the very last person just because I don't be wanting to fuck with his shit. I know he got a lot going on, but I had a list. I was just working my way down the fucking list because I, I'm glad I didn't drive myself because at the time I could have. It wasn't bad enough. I wasn't like grog, you know, woozy and no shit like that. However they would have definitely made me stay overnight because they wouldn't have let me drove myself. So thankfully I had somebody there with me so I, I could take my black ass home. Cause I was not trying to spend overnight in no fucking ER and then put me in a room and all of that shit. No, 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 no. So, but yeah, I had a list. I was going, working my way down the list, <laughs> but everybody was fucking busy. Well, the first two people were busy. Like I said, my cousin was in Georgia and you were in Lynette. Um, so yeah, Shogun could have been out of town. He had been working out of town. So, like I said, I was just gonna work my way down the list. I would have taken myself if I had a had to. My mom was like, um, um, do I need to come up? First of all, you're an hour away. Okay, first of all. Secondly, no, because my mom is not good with directions and shit, and I just don't like dealing with her when she don't know where she's going, and she's terrified of driving in Birmingham. I don't even live in Birmingham anymore. The traffic over here is not even bad, and she's still has trouble with that shit it would have just been us fucking arguing like (laughs) no no i don't want you to come and take me i will find somebody else (laughs) don't worry about it that would have just been terrible if if she had attempted to come but it worked out i'm good now um just wanted to share that uh for anybody listening just to uh share information man uh, ACE inhibitors do not do well with African Americans as a general rule. So just be mindful of that shit. But we have a letter from um, someone. We do. We do. We got it last week. And girl, I'm sorry. This is why we didn't do it last week. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I was swollen. It took her a minute to, because uh, she sent me the link. 
but the link didn't come up properly. It just sent me the link to the website, which is uh, Quora. Do you use that website? No. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't know how to use it. Quora, Quora. I don't know how to really say that shit. That's how but, it looked like it would be said. But, uh, Senora Caneo, Caneo on um, Twitter. Miss um, Cinnamon. And Is it a Reddit letter? Yes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a Reddit letter, but I mean it's a letter, but it's not from on Reddit. This it's on Quora. And I use Quora. I got like a Quora membership. Um is it I bought like, it by accident. What is it? What is uh, it? It's kind of like Reddit, but for information. It's like people ask questions and it's just you just answer the question. People spend years answering these questions and updating the information on. Okay. Mind you, I bought the subscription by accident. It, it wasn't no purpose. But there are groups in here that I follow that have some really, really good information about shit that I've been, you know, uh, talking about on uh, TikTok, patriarchy, and uh, it's a lot of good vantage points on feminism and all of that shit. So I got a membership for that specific reason. Well, I got an initial membership for that specific reason. Again, I did not intend to buy it. I'm the sucker. I'm the sucker that keep these people's giving free trials. <laughs> I'm the sucker because I will fuck around and not cancel that shit until the day after it done. When once I look at my bank account, I'll be like thirty five dollars. What did that? Ah, I ain't cancel that fucking membership. I put notification. I'm cheap. I put notifications in my in calendar to let me know when I need to fucking. Uh, no, I usually because if you go cancel it immediately, like even after you start the trial. If you yeah. go cancel immediately, it still lets you go through the whole trial. It's just if I ever forget to cancel it immediately, I'm going to pay for the trial. And I've done that twice. I done it, did it again with another one called uh, Ground News. Um, Ground.news is supposed to be a website that shows how left or right leaning the article is. It highlights who or what party is talking about what issues. If this party has spoken on this one, if that point. But it basically isolates all of the news organizations into their tribes, and it isolates how they're being reported. It uh, verifies the um, accuracy of the information, uh, depending on who's reporting it. And so I was like, oh, this sounds like a cool service. Let me let me see what they do. I got it for a year now, so I'm, I'm going to have to use it. Cause, But yeah, they got me. As soon as I saw that charge, I went and canceled that shit. Like, damn, another year. But at least they call it cost twenty nine ninety nine. It ain't like a motherfucker cost eighty dollars. I wouldn't even do that one if it costs eighty dollars because I know myself too much for that. That that <laughs> would happen with uh, my YouTube subscription because I did YouTube TV to watch a TV show my brother was in. That shit is like eighty bucks a month. It is, shit, but bro. five people can share that bitch. So if 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 four of y'all motherfuckers want to get together and goddamn pay yeah eighteen nineteen dollars a month for this goddamn YouTube TV shit, we can do it. Is it um, like? Where you can free stream? Is it like no commercials? It's like it's a lot or is of it like cable. It's like half stream, half cable. So everything on there, if it play during like if the right show the you time. like come on at seven o'clock, you can watch that show at seven o'clock, but you can also go back and watch all of the episodes too. So yeah. Um, but it's like regular TV. Okay. It's crazy how this shit circled all the way back around. Now motherfuckers finna need fire sticks again. Mm-hmm. 
since everybody done took all of their TV shows and movies off of the main streaming services and then put them on their own shit. Little individual shit. That shit's yeah, so Yeah, like the shit you used to be able to find on Netflix and Hulu now, you gotta go, you gotta have fucking Peacock, you gotta have Freebie, you gotta have Tubi, you gotta have all of these motherfuckers, you know, just to watch a regular ass show that you used to be able to just watch on Netflix or Hulu. But, Disney Plus, you gotta have all these different individual Paramount. Stupid. It's like so if you pay for all of those, all of this shit just circle back around to just paying for cable again. Yeah, pretty much. Defeat the purpose. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was a a lot. Um, but now I'm about to read this letter. Okay. That Miss Cinnamon sent us. Thank you, Miss Cinnamon, again. Um. If if I said thank you already, because if I didn't, then it's not again. It's just it's thank you. But uh, my 20-year-old daughter, this is a long letter, too. Uh, okay. <laughs> if it's long and she sent it to us, that means it's good. So this is probably going to be a, 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 a serious conversation. My 20-year-old daughter wants to move in with us until she is finished with college. She says she will pay the bills, but she is a grown adult. How do I tell her that adults leave the nest? She's 20. What what you sound like a bitch already. Yeah. Your you, 20-year-old daughter who's educating herself in college wants to stay with you until she finishes college and you got a fucking problem with that? That's already too much. Yeah, it before is. Before you even read the rest of it, ma'am. Yeah, it ain't like I'm, she's just sitting at the house on your couch playing fucking video games all the goddamn day. She's going to school. You know how expensive, like, living on campus is how tuition and, like, bitch, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm already leaning towards fuck you as well. But yeah. this ain't necessarily am I the asshole. I guess, I guess they just asking a question. Mm-hmm. But let's go. I hope you read my reply because I immediately knew where our... Wait a minute. Is that an update? No, I mean, it's, what, it's what's right under the question. It sounds like somebody's answering the question. Hold on. So was that the whole the whole letter was just that? My... It's just that it looks like what's under that question is not the person asking the question. It looks like it's somebody responding to the question. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. Okay, well, I'm going to assume that this is what she wanted us to read anyway. I hope you read my reply because I immediately knew where your daughter is coming from, and I hope you don't make the same mistake my own mother did. I'm the eldest child of my parents, and I was made to get a job at 14 part-time and started paying half my wage. It was $80 back in the day of no minimum wage for kids to make sure I understood the value of money. And as my hours and pay increased over the years, my parents scaled my rent with my wages. I graduated high school having just turned 17. I skipped the grade year level. And so when I started university college for you Americans, I was also 17 and moved to the North Island from New Zealand, South Island, where I lived most of my life and the capital city, Wellington, into a hall of residence. I was again made to get a job to pay the difference my student loans gave me. And if there was still a shortfall, my parents said they would only match what I earned from my part time job. Unfortunately, I had been diagnosed with Graves disease at the end of my last school year. And that few months between diagnosis and starting the university year, a uni and the schools run matching the calendar year as a June through August is winter, December to March ish is summer. 
This was not sufficient enough time to recover. City destroying earthquakes in that same year, a.k.a. early 2011, uh, Feb 2011 was the quake that killed about 188 people and injured some 5,000, which occurred in the middle of my first lecture. Also happened, and I was greatly affected by being away from my city family church as I was 17, yes, but quite immature due to undiagnosed autism spectrum disorder. And I ended up flunking out by mid-year, too depressed and sick and lonely to leave my dorm room. I came home to live with my parents after it became clear that I couldn't complete semester two. At that time, I had just turned 18, and whilst my parents had always told me how expensive I was, especially as a teen, my mom ramped up way more when I moved home due to being sick and depressed. My rent quadrupled. And she took great pains to remind me I was here only under sufferance because adult children shouldn't live with their parents. They need to leave the nest. Hence why your phrasing hit me with its similarities. I think I lived there for another seven months whilst I recovered, but I searched until I found a part-time job and another and another and worked three jobs until I could work a single full-time job, then moved out. And after a few years, eventually moved away back to Wellington until COVID hit. My flat wasn't renewed, so I had little to no choice but to move back to Christchurch, and it was so last minute that I had no other choice but to move back into my parents' house temporarily while searching for a flat of my own, during which I was also going through a kind of soft bankruptcy due to the debt side accrued previously due to unavoidable specialized healthcare and operations, so I had very little financial means. What didn't help is that I was, despite being almost 30, constantly treated like a child and reminded multiple times a day that I wasn't welcome to stay and that I was a burden as an adult living with my parents, which was made sure to know multiple times a day that I was only there under sufferance. My mom has always said, I'm not your friend, I'm your mother, and used it as an excuse to treat me like shit. I love her, but our relationship is complicated. And this greatly magnified in those few weeks I was there. I was de desperate to move out like my mom was too, despite my increasingly poor health, and that I was not only facing bankruptcy, but also losing my job, too, as I was too sick and depressed to work properly. I had hoped she would be kinder, given the circumstances and that 60% of children between 25 and 35 now still live with their parents in the USA and similar stats in the NZ, but nope. Anyway, I finally did find a place, and it was one that I have no doubt was heaven sent. It's close to everything I needed with a lovely back flat neighbor and a great landlord, and I'm still there now. I did, however, make one rule. It was a rule that after I had moved in, my mother was not allowed to step foot into my house unless she would both apologize for treating me as an unwelcome guest in her house and only if she then shut her mouth while in my house regarding making comments about my junk books I enjoy collecting and the organized wool fabric and crafting supplies that I have a lot of, sure, but that I use in my various active creative hobbies, which she also looks down on like me knitting all the time. So far, she has done neither and therefore not allowed in my house. She moans about it, but when I bring up how unwelcome I was in her house, she gets incredibly mad, but can do nothing about it as she refuses to apologize. I can tell it galls her, but I took a stand for my own mental health. I remind her that it didn't have to be like this, but she traumatized me by making me feel like I had no secure home for almost 15 years now. And now that I make my own secure home, I'm choosing not to invite her inside as is my right to preserve this safety. Just like it was her right to kick me out for being too old to live in her house, it created lasting trauma no matter my age, where I suddenly felt unloved and unwelcome just due to becoming a teenager. I was also undiagnosed as being on the spectrum, like I said, so I'm more immature than others my age. Yes, I admit, but still, if any of you want your children to feel unsafe, unvalued, and unloved, go ahead and kick out your vulnerably aged adult children. But if you want to show them you care, explain to them why you struggle with them in the house and help them move out slowly, making sure they know you're not trying to get rid of them so as much as you're helping them progress in life and make sure they know they always have a place at home if they need it. They might be adults, but they are still your children. That never goes away. And if you shared your role as a parent, don't expect them to want to remain your, your children. That's it. What the fuck? Kind of... Jesus. Okay. 
I really, really, because I've had this happen with clients before. I really have a problem with parents who make kids with jobs pay bills in the fucking house. That is your goddamn job as their parent. Now, making them pay for certain things that they want that are not necessities to make it up to learn how to save up and get stuff cool that is cool but no child teenager should be paying no water bill no light bill none of that fucking shit that's your job as their parent there are ways for you to teach them responsibility without you making them burden or shoulder the burden of paying for like the necessities that you're responsible for as their fucking parent first of all that's first hate that shit don't do that like let them pay for some extra shit that they want that you're not willing to pay. Like you could, there are ways where you can th- to help them learn how to be responsible with their money without giving them a bill in the house. That's that don't make no sense to me. I just I hate that. And then two, saying it's one thing if your kid is in your house playing video games, not working, doing nothing, and you saying, "Oh, you too old to be in here." But like when your child is trying to better themselves, and you can help them by giving them somewhere to stay while they go to school, while they save up to get that. Like I don't understand. Why would you? That's just so fucked up. I just, I don't understand why that would be. And then when when they finally get their own place after you've been treating them like a goddamn homeless person <laughs> in their own home of residence. You want to go to their house and tell them what the fuck they supposed to do. Bitch, you don't get out of here. You, I do what I want in this motherfucker. Okay? You can't come in here and tell me shit. Because remember, you wanted me so badly to get my own shit. So I, I have my own stuff. So you come in here and either shut up or don't come in here. The audacity for the mom to be coming in trying to tell them what the fuck to do. Like, girl, you don't get your ass out of here. <laughs> you don't go on somewhere. Don't do that to your kid. They are not responsible for paying the bills in your fucking house. Like I said, you want to make them help pay for some prom stuff. You want to help, you know, they need to buy their own Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Because that comes out Friday. I already bought my, I pre-ordered it. Because they had this voucher thing with Nintendo where you could, for $99, buy two games. Tears of the Kingdom is like $70 by itself. So I still got a voucher left to use for something else, but I don't know what I'm going to use it for. Neither here nor there. But like extra shit like that. Cool. Sure. You you want to get the newest pair of J's? I ain't willing to pay for that shit. But you want, if you want to pay for it with your money from your cool. Cool. Water bill, though? Electricity? That ain't that fucking kid's job. I, ugh. You know I what I think? I y'all done went to back with some parents about that shit. Stop doing that shit, bro. That shit you is know, crazy. I think that there is a miscalculation that a lot of people have when it comes to parenting um, who are not those parents. I think that there's a group of people that calculate parents as all really loving and giving a fuck about their kids. But to me, when I hear a story like this, I hear a parent who don't really care about their kid. Like they care out of necessity. Like, I go to jail if I don't care. I get some consequences if I don't, you know, participate in your upkeep, you know, but I, I really don't give a fuck about a connection with you. And I feel like that about parents who say shit like, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent, because you don't have to be somebody's friend to be close enough to them to have a strong bond. And I think parents who do that shit are parents who 
either don't want to bond with their kids or they weren't the kind of kids that had a bond nurtured with their parents and they believe that that's the role that a parent's supposed to take. You know, because parent, I had a parent like, I ain't your little friend. And I like, you know, I don't want them to think they're going to be my friend. I like, why would your child ever think that you were a friend? Like they got friends and they know that you ain't that. So why would you think they would think you're that because of something you do? You still got to discipline them. You still got to whoop them. You clearly still the person who got now been yelling and shit at them. You know that you know, I ain't your friend. And so like what what make you think that they want to be your friend? Like what made you make you think that you friend worthy? Your friends probably don't want to be your fucking friend. <laughs> so let alone the child that you've been treating crazy. But a lot of people calculate that like, oh, it's a parent. They must love their child. I mean, you know, love and like are two different things. And then love and like and being functional for that child, another different thing. So, man, I, I don't like nothing about that story. Um, no. Because, again, it creates trauma for a motherfucker. I also don't believe in making your kids pay bills. Um, Now, if your child want to help you, like I helped my mama because, you know, I used to work a lot when I was in high school and I used to get like four, $500 checks every two weeks and my mama was struggling. So I would give my mama some money, you know, for no reason. My mama never asked me for money, never expected me to give her money because I had a job. Yeah. You know, she gave me the ability to do what I wanted with my money and I just used some of it to help. When you make that shit an obligation, you are throwing a child into some semblance of adulthood that they need to be spending time in their childhood, enjoying just being a fucking kid and not having the responsibilities. Like, you are some kind of dick of a parent if you have your child participating in adult practices three years before they are adult. They're going to be an adult from 18 until they fucking die. Yes. Dealing with their own responsibilities with parents like you because you ain't finna help them. <laughs> you had them helping your ass. The only way, and the only way that I've told parents that I will accept you taking bill money is if any money you take from your child, when they leave your house, you give it back to them. Yeah. <clears throat> like, if you legitimately need your child's help, you went wrong somewhere. And that's not to say that there aren't poverty-stricken environments that do that, but, like, in the white communities I work in, there are some families that only calculate their children getting into the workforce and helping the family out. They don't think about college, trade school. They don't think about none of that shit. You know, and it's like me. First off, I feel like if I had a kid, which I don't want a kid, <laughs> but I feel like if I had a kid, me and that little motherfucker would be tight as shit. I feel like we would be cool. The only thing would be is if they're anything like me, they're going to want to be by themselves all the time. <laughs> but when we together, though, when we going out to eat, <laughs> and when I'm cooking and showing them shit in the kitchen, we're going to be tight as fuck. I believe that. It's like, I don't believe I would have the capability to not like, you know, that motherfucker, you know. But I don't got room for one of them relationships. So, fuck kids as, as it stands. <laughs> Any kids I have, y'all, is going to be by accident. Just to let you know. Um, but they will be loved and taken care of. Um, but I just... I. That's the only context where I feel like a parent should should do that. But if I had a kid, yeah, that I wouldn't. I would start building up their money, and it's like it'll be a savings account that they wouldn't know about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I take they if they had a job, I take a reasonable amount of money, and then when they get ready to leave, I'll be like, "Look, son, here's this thousand dollars, or however much it was that 
that you know I was taking from them because you know I just wanted you to just have a little bit. Unless I got a a child that saved, I keep saying son, son or daughter that saved already, then it'll be stupid to do that. I just I'll be like, no, nah, he's they save themselves, man. I don't need to goddamn play that <laughs> shit, play that game with them, you know. Or put it in like a, a savings account or some kind of account that make more money so they'll be started out. That'll probably be what the best thing to do with it. Because I think like if you put $1,000 in, okay, my numbers are off. My numbers are off. Cole Jackson don't know my numbers is off when I'm saying this shit. But there's a certain type of account. It might be an IRA. It's some kind of account that if you put $1,000 in for a child and I think if you put $100 in in a month, after like 10 to 15 years, that count grows to a million dollars. It's something like that. To by the time a child is, you know, finna get to thirty-five, they'll have like that amount of money. My numbers yeah. are off, but it's it's not a lot to start. It's not a lot to pay monthly, and if you keep doing it consistently in that account, it's gonna keep growing to it get to that to a point where it's like you're financially taken care of for for a good bit. Um, well, probably not if capitalism keep going the way it's going, but <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my thoughts. Fuck. Fuck, fuck parents who be doing that shit man this shit is just trash bro like they, you're, you're responsible for your kids not the other way around and again you can teach them responsibility you can teach them money management without and making them have to pay bills that they don't they're not supposed to pay that's your job when you decided to have that motherfucker that's what you said I'm gonna provide all of these things for this child until they're of age you can't let them get a little part time job and then be making them pay bills and I'm talking about some of y'all don't even be you got to pay half the water bill. Some of y'all get these kids like full ass bills and be taking their money every month. Like that's so fucked up to me. I, my kid don't owe me that. Like I said, extra shit you want to buy that's ridiculous. That's your money. If you want to do that with it. Cool. <laughs> I'm not buying it, but you can buy it. But like, I would never have my kid paying bills in my house. Like, nah, that ain't your job. You gonna have to pay bills one day. Enjoy this shit while you can, because it sucks paying these bills. I'm going to let you have this time, because when you get out here, it's trash. Trust me. You don't want to be out here. I just don't. I, I can't with it. And I had to have conversations with parents about this shit. Like, this, what, what, why are you doing this? Parents be out here throwing <laughs> out trauma like Oprah, goddamn. You get trauma. You get some trauma. Everybody gets some trauma. <laughs> like, and I tell people, like, <laughs> trauma is a very, very strong word that I think has levels to it, right? I think you can be traumatized level one, and I think you can be traumatized level 10. And I also think that you don't even, maybe somebody didn't, maybe we don't call everything trauma, right? You know, so I tell people that I got baloney trauma, you know, because I know you fuck baloney again. Yeah, fuck baloney. You know, (laughs) and uh, but maybe that don't have to be called trauma, you know? Maybe that's just like I'm compromised. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I'm trying to say, but I think that like the conversation about trauma has made it to where people who don't understand how frequent people become traumatized feel like calling everything trauma becomes, you know, just a it just becomes another buzzword, you know. But man, the shit that we end up with because of our parents is is it's outlandish, man. They are how we are, how we are. So the shit we don't like about ourselves, so high likeliness that shit came from our parent in our childhood, you know. And even didn't come from your parents; it came from somebody in your childhood. And the next place is, you know, relationships. You know, where like this, the shit that starts changing you at that point. Yeah. You know, well, what was your relationship experiences like, or whatever? But 
anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, Thanks thank for you, that Ms. letter, Miss Cinnamon. Um, before I get into my reddits, um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm excited. There's the first. There's only two games I'm gonna be because you know I play Sims. I don't really like expand out too much, uh, but I love Breath of the Wild. And next Friday is when the follow-up, the sequel, comes out for that. And then next month, uh, Diablo 4, which I played the, a little bit during that weekend, but not enough. The, the server was crashing and shit, so I didn't really get to play it as much. But I am looking forward to Zelda, so that is what I will be doing indefinitely. <laughs> and I got to figure out... So if you're going to play Zelda, uh, Nintendo has this thing where they're doing... You can buy two vouchers for $99 and get two games. Now, the only caveat to this, obviously, they have to be digital games. But also, it's only the ones that, like, are direct ports for, like, Nintendo. Like, Zelda is on Nintendo only. Um, Because Zelda is (laughs) $69.99. And I paid $99 for two vouchers. So, I got Tears of the Kingdom and I can get another game that's, like, $60 at some point. Listen, you have a year I, to use it. I, listen, I, I, I'm not a person that asks for very much, um, but I'm not beyond receiving gifts. So any 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 million billionaires over in Mozambique who, <laughs> who happen to be listening to this show, send your boy uh, a, a voucher for a, a, a switch. <laughs> you know, send Red some uh, gift certificates for some, uh, <laughs> some Nintendo games. Whatever. If if you're a millionaire and you're listening to this, hook us up. Okay. <laughs> I was looking up uh wealthy motherfuckers in Mozambique and they got some billionaires over there, goddamn. Serious. So one of them billionaires grandkids, if you listening, skim a little bit off the off the bottom. <laughs> they won't know. <laughs> Help us out. We'll shout yeah. you out. Send us your name. Um But yeah, I'm looking forward to because I like Breath Better yeah. get that shit in as much as you can before this Diablo come out because I'm yeah. trying to play Diablo with somebody. I know. I'm going to play. I'm going to be there. Like Zelda, because I have such a one track mind when it comes, like when I'm playing something, I'm playing it. So, like, Zelda come out Friday, and for this entire fucking month, I'm going to be playing Zelda. When I come home, like, huh? You're going to beat that shit. Are you like a Zelda perfectionist? Like, do you like try to. It's, Collect no. all of the different no. suits and it's all of the much, different. It's, it's too much to put. So I, you would have to play quite a bit. And once I beat the game, I'm not as inclined to go back and do so. So I have to do stuff before I beat the game because, like, I'm less likely to go back and like clean up a bunch of shit or like get collectibles or whatever. So, but Zelda, if it's like uh, Breath of the Wild, it's a huge fucking game. Like that, it's a whole open world and there's so much to do. And I think. Um, that this one is gonna be like that too. So I'm probably gonna have to just like put it down when Diablo comes out and fin- like I I don't even think I'll have beat it by the time Diablo comes out. because uh, I'm an adult that has to work. So <laughs> I can't just like sit and play for hours. And my attention span, I I have to take breaks and shit because I get tired. So um I probably won't have beat it by the time because Diablo come out, is it the end of June or mid June? Uh, like, I mid June, I think it's the mid June. I was thinking to, uh, Zelda didn't come out to the end of May, but it's next week. It's next uh, Friday. So, but yeah, 
Um, I don't I don't usually play new games when they come out. This then I didn't play Breath of the Wild when it was popular. <laughs> so this will be my first time playing a game where everybody else is playing it at the same time. Which is going to kind of suck because like when I get stuck, I am not above going and Googling how to get out of some a situation or how to beat something. And so when you're playing a game when everybody else is playing it, it's less likely that I'm going to be able to find those answers. So I'm actually going to have to like try. <laughs> I'm not above uh, Googling uh, how to get out of something in a game. I ain't going to sit here for hours. Somebody else already figured it out. <laughs> Just go look it up. <laughs> Um. All right, let's see. I have a bunch that are like, "Bitch, why you just didn't mind your business?" That's the theme <laughs> for the Reddit that I chose. Is like, just mind your business. Why are you minding other people's business? Uh, am I the asshole for doing a public record search on my friend and confronting her about her paid-off house and gambling winnings? Bitch, that's not your business. Confront. Bitch, it's you not. You mean your congratulate? <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be jealous for no goddamn reason. Bitch, you not, salty. Not your business, my I mean, business. it's like I went through the public funding and found out that my, you know, my friend was a fucking child molester and and and, and killed somebody back. <laughs> yeah, confront them about that shit. But about having a paid off house and being good at gambling, like it's <laughs> only a gambling problem if you're losing. <laughs> Motherfucker, if you're winning, it is not a gambling problem. No. Uh, am I the asshole for telling my friend that he should see his parents more? That one really hit me because I done had to get people together about my relationship with my dad. Mind your fucking business because you don't know about shit over here, okay? You love your dad. You want to hang out with that nigga all the time. That's your business, and I'm not telling you that you shouldn't. But what you're not going to do is tell me what the fuck I should be doing over here, okay? You want to go hang out with your pops? Cool, but shut the fuck up about me and mine. <laughs> I was listening to one of them Reddit stories on TikTok. And it was this girl who was like putting pressure on the boyfriend to go visit the parents. And he gave in silent on the whole trip. When they got there, the first thing the daddy did was punch him in the face and threw him on the floor. And like she was jarred. She was like, what fuck going on? And it's like, you know, he was so mad that she saw him experience that, that like it fucked up their relationship. And she was like, I don't know what to do. You need to go the fuck back in time and say, don't worry, we ain't got to go meet your Mind your folks. fucking business. That's what yeah, you go, go mind your goddamn business. You don't <laughs> know what trauma these parents done gave folks. Don't take the chance. Don't take the chance. Uh, would I be the asshole to insist my neighbor keep a yard schedule? Again, mind your fucking business. It's their yard. Why is you... Why, <sighs> Mind a yard business. schedule. See, and th- and this is the thing. Because if if they really didn't keep their yard up, you'd be saying, should I confront my neighbor about their yard being fucked up? But you saying that they need a yard schedule, meaning they keep the shit up. You just don't want, you want them to keep it up when you keep your shit up. Fuck you. Um, my own goddamn grass. <laughs> uh, let's see. Am I the asshole for telling my brother he can't stay committed to his late wife forever and he needs to move on? You don't get to decide that from him. Mind your goddamn business. He can move on when he wants to. Shut up. Why are you bothered? Let him mourn. Shut the fuck up. What happened for you to say this? Like, were you trying to hook him up with somebody and he's like, no, I I still miss Misty for too much, man. I can't. 
I, I'm not ready for anybody new. And he's done that too many times for your discomfort. Like, you uncomfortable with his fucking wife dying. Bitch, what? Mind your goddamn business. And then, am I the asshole for wanting to limit my brother-in-law's access to my unborn daughter because of his dating choices? What the fuck does his dating choices got to do with him being around his niece? Mind your fucking business. You just bother because he out here getting it. Let him get it. If he want to be a playboy, let him be a fucking playboy. What's He's the worst? He ain't your husband. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's the worst he could be doing that would make you say, I don't want you around my young daughter? Young I mean, girl. he could be gay. This is America. He could be gay. Yeah. Um, young girls, like, where they're legally, but they're of legal age, but it's still, like, creepy, maybe. That's the yeah. I can see. I mean, I guess he could pay prostitutes, escorts. Um, yeah. I don't know. But those are the only things I'm seeing is like, I don't know. I want to do the first one and the last one. Okay. So, you, all right. So, am I the asshole for doing a public record search on my friend and confronting her about her paid off house and gambling winnings? <laughs> I just want to see what a hater sound like. <laughs> okay. She's 23. Her friend's 22. And is she young and then paid it off? Are you mad? Um, Which you probably know it ain't her money that paid it off. Wait, if she gambling out here, it could be. Yeah. What could you find on before we read that? What could you find on in the public that gives you insight to a person's gambling? Unless they call in the lottery gambling, and you mm -hmm. find out that they won the lottery. Ma yeah, I don't know. Let's see. All right, she's twenty three, and then these she got two friends that are twenty two and twenty three. I, Clara, have been friends with Marie and Jessica since middle school. We all work at the same big box retail store, and we've all worked our way up to being department managers. We see each other almost every day and share a lot of personal details of our lives, which includes discussing stuff like bills and budgeting. I live with my parents. Marie lives in her grandma's basement, and we thought Jessica still lived in her grandma's old trailer, which is the reason she gave for never having people over. Recently, there was some local drama and the land for Jessica's whole trailer park was abruptly sold to a corporation, which means that everybody's leases are up in the air. We told Jessica that she could stay with us for a while if the corporation kicked her out and she said she appreciated, but everything would be okay. Marie's uncle is a lawyer and swooped in to get everyone in the trailer park together for a case. But when Marie asked him about how it was going and about Jessica, he said that he didn't know who that was. So I did a public record search and discovered that six months ago, Jessica had bought a $250,000 house and land outright. After we asked semi-jokingly if she was a drug dealer, Jessica admitted that she won about $700,000 gambling two years ago and she didn't want to tell anyone. Marie and I were upset and I told her that she not only left us to worry about her living situation, but that we had commiserated with her about everything from our tires going bald to couponing for food to fighting hospitals about medical bills that aren't right. She countered and said that she's not set for life or a millionaire and that I shouldn't be looking at looking her up online anyway and being nosy. Am I the asshole? Yes, bitch. Yes, you the asshole. The fuck? What the fuck? So her argument is that if we knew you had money, you could have helped us get some tires and pay for some groceries. <laughs> like you got enough money to have given us some of that money. And that's why she didn't tell y'all motherfucking asses because she knew that y'all would have kind of bitches. Goddamn better. 
that would have been in her pocket. So she didn't tell y'all shit. She just kept letting y'all think that she was still living in the trailer park and she just kept it moving. How you mad at her? She ain't got, she don't owe you that. I don't have to tell you about my finances, bitch. You let us think that you were struggling like us. So <laughs> what you really mad about is that she had this money and didn't give you none of it. That's what you, cause really like, why would you care otherwise? You sound crazy. You she, did crazy. she did an update. She did an update. Oh, because do they don't flame broad, flame broad ass in the uh -huh. comments. I do not want her money, and I have not asked her for money. At the time, I told her I didn't like that she commiserated with me and Marie about things like, for example, finding a quarter behind the vending machine and being stressed about a medical bill, or just or, or waiting just a little longer to get new tires because ours are bald. And she knew she was flush with cash, and Marie and I thought we were all in the same boat. But why does it matter? If you weren't going to ask her for money, why could she have not just been a listening ear, a good friend? Y'all going through this. I'm here to listen to you go through this. And yeah, that's fucked up. What's wrong with that? Because you're saying you don't want her to help you. So even if you had known that she had the fucking money, what difference would that have made if you weren't going to ask her for no money to help you out? She was just being a good friend and listening. Right? So like you sound crazy even saying that. Like, oh, I didn't want her money. She just, you know, she listened to us go on and on and we all thought we were in the same boat. Okay. <laughs> Girl, you're mad because you wanted, you, you would have asked her for money. Okay. Jessica was smart enough to know that you bitches would have asked her for money. So Jessica won that $700,000 and smooth kept her mouth shut as she should have. <laughs> Jessica went and bought her a house outright for $250,000 and she just sitting on the rest of her money as she should. And you mad. <laughs> you just fucking mad. Mind your fucking business. You should because when she said she was straight, you talking about she had you worrying about her situation. She ain't have you worrying about shit. When you asked her about what was going on with the trailer park, she said, I'm gonna be fine. And y'all could have left it at that. You decided to keep worrying about her. You decided to worry about keep worrying about where she was gonna live at. Jessica was straight. She ain't asked y'all to, to worry for her. You chose to do that shit. She told y'all she was good. Then because she wouldn't tell you shit. You hear you go behind her back looking her up and shit. You were being nosy. Sure were. You are the asshole. Yes, ma'am. Mind Very your fucking so. business. <laughs> Mind your fucking business and your life will be spared. <laughs> Juvenile. 1999. <laughs> Listen, man, I she's a hater. She's a big ass hater. She woke up a hater. She <laughs> went to sleep a hater. She made that update as a hater. And that's just what it is. Because you have no there's no substance to your argument. No. There's no substance to your argument. I would have been like, bro, I did not know you was doing it like that, my boy. You gotta bring us out to the crib. I know you got a grill out there. I know, two hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Yeah, yep. well, that that shit don't have to be an amazing house actually these days. Not that, that not these days. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta bring us out to the crib, my boy. You know, I'm still paying for some meal. I'm gonna be the fucking person that I've been the whole goddamn time. I'm gonna ask for gambling tips. That's what I'm gonna do, bro. Because you like, want seven hundred thousand. How you get that seven hundred k? Like I'm trying to get in on that. You know, 
So, so they didn't look up anything that specifically told them about the money that they made gambling. It just told them that they they bought the house. The house, yes. Why, why didn't the uncle know who she was? Because she don't live in that trailer park no more, so she's not one of the people that are trying gotcha, to, have to find gotcha. some somewhere okay, else okay. to go. She don't live gotcha. there no more. <laughs> gotcha. So she wasn't even over there. That's why she wasn't even know. over there. <laughs> I, when it said that, I was thinking, oh, she been using a fake name on her money? <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, okay, but I got it now. I got it. No, she just don't live there no more. She just didn't tell them when she moved because it ain't y'all fucking business. <laughs> Jessica moved in silence like Jesus supposed to do. <laughs> that's what she did. That's exactly what she did. Y'all bitches are haters. Obviously, your response makes me... I, she knew. She knew how y'all were, and she was like, you know what? I ain't even finna tell these bitches this shit. I'ma go move in silence. I'ma get this house and get out of this trailer park. I'ma put the rest of this money back, and I'ma keep work. Because, look, Jessica could have been like, because there are people <clears throat> who would have won $700,000 and felt like they were set for life. Jessica got the good sense to know that that is not going to help her throughout her entire life. This bitch kept working at this <clears throat> the retail store that y'all are all at. She knew better. She knew to keep working. Y'all just hating. <laughs> just fucking haters. Mind your business. All right. The other one <clears throat> that you wanted to do was, am I the asshole for wanting to limit my brother-in-law's access to my unborn daughter because of his dating choices? Again, I don't know why it's so difficult for y'all to mind your business. Um. Okay, so... This is a 31-year-old female. Her husband's 33, and her brother-in-law is 31. So y'all, he good and grown and do what the fuck he want to do in his private life with his bitches. <laughs> All right, dummy account because the relevant parties are on Reddit. I am pregnant with a girl. My husband has a younger brother who he's very close to. However, I recently told my husband that I don't feel comfortable with the idea of his brother spending time with my daughter once she's born. It's not because of my brother-in-law brother himself. We're not close because we're not close because he's we're not close, but he's fine. The issue is his life choices. He's not married, has no intention of getting married or having kids and dates only for sexual purposes. He dates multiple women. And the only thing he has in common with them is that like him, they are extremely good looking. He's highly intelligent, yet he has no interest in meaningful relationships. I spoke to him about his choices a few years ago, and after accusing me of being moralistic, he claims that he always uses protection and he never leads the women on, which I call BS on, as I can't imagine any woman with an increasing ticking biological clock would be willing to be in a relationship which she knows doesn't have a future. Not to mention... What woman would want to be with someone who may not even remember your name in a year's time? I mentioned this to my husband. However, he called me an asshole and said that it was ridiculous to limit our daughter's access with her uncle just because I don't agree with his legal dating choices. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> you mad because the brother-in-law is sexy and I here fucking bitches. That's all I heard. He ain't bringing people to the house. He's not involving y'all. He's doing what he wants to do as a grown man. Okay, he ain't out here irresponsibly making children that he's not taking care of. He's decided that he don't want to be married and he don't want to have kids and he's upfront with the people about that. And then these women, are, it, it, the the sentence, I can't imagine any woman with a biological clock ticking. You bitches be killing me thinking that everybody want to have a fucking baby. 
bitch, that's your life. That's what you want to do. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But you, I don't know why it's so hard for you to fathom that there are women who don't want to fucking have a child. That don't want to be an incubator. Who don't want to have to take care of this fucking crying ass, shitting ass, spitting up ass kid. Okay? That's your life. That's what you want. There's plenty of women who don't fucking want that. And he out here fucking those women. <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> Mind your business. Come on, bro. This issue clearly predates this moment. Like, this is giving off, I've always been jealous of my brother vibes. This gives off, my brother is more attractive than me vibes. This gives off, my brother been able to get women and I haven't vibes. Like, no, that's this what is this is. the wife, off. not the brother. Oh, this is the wife. The brother's wife is saying oh, this. Oh, man. Okay. Who's writing the Reddit letter? The wife. She's writing saying that is she an asshole for saying that she don't want her brother-in-law around her child? Oh, oh. damn. I fucked up my whole little spiel I just gave. Oh, yeah, no. It's the wife writing in. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no. That's, that's, yeah, that's now, I don't know if you want to fuck him and you didn't get an opportunity to and you ended up with his ugly brother instead. I don't really know, okay? But it, it really sounds like it's some hate in here somewhere because I don't give a fuck what if I'm married to the brother. I don't give a fuck what my brother-in-law had doing. Long as you don't bring these like scandalous bitches to my house, I don't give a fuck what you do. And you haven't said that he's been bringing strange women around you. You just know he fucking people, and that bothers you. Because <laughs> if you don't mind your business and you gonna keep him from being around his niece because you don't like his life choices when it comes to his relationships that have absolutely nothing to do with you and won't have absolutely anything to do with her. Mind your business. What are you thinking is going to happen? Like, why are you? What's the worst case scenario of uncle being around niece? You think he gonna raise up to be a loose <laughs> Galawag <laughs> that just have sex with attractive people with no substance behind them? Like, is that what you think? Like, in, in the time that uncle is ever by himself with her, you think he gonna be like, you should grow up and be a hoe? <laughs> It's, you know, you marriage and monogamy is just overrated. No, you're going to feel like it worth something because of your parents, but nope. Get out <laughs> here and hoe. You think that's, like, does she think that's what the uncle finna do? Mind you, this is an unborn child. She's pregnant right now. You already banning him from seeing a kid that ain't even made it out here yet. Based off of some shit that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Again, it'd be different. Look, I got a cousin. He don't, he hasn't done this in a while. But, like, every every uh, Thanksgiving, he was bringing a different bitch to Thanksgiving dinner. And we knew we weren't finna see this bitch next year because he don't ever bring the same girl twice. And so we were cordial and nice to them. But it's like, I ain't gonna see you again. So, like, girl, whatever. <laughs> he ain't even doing that, okay? He You don't even have to meet none of these women. Like, you're literally upset because you feel like his life is not moral enough for you. And you trying to speak for these women, talking about the women can't possibly be okay with it. I can't imagine them not wanting to be somebody, you know, have somebody they could settle down with and have a baby with. Again, that's you and what you want for your life. There are people, there are women who don't want to have kids and don't plan on having no kids. 
there are women who would love to just have a, a physical relationship with a man who understands the the fucking rules and ain't gonna be bothering them about where they at or where they going or what they got on or none of that shit because that ain't the nature of our relationship. There are plenty of women who be fine with that, ma'am. You're not one of those women. And I'm not telling you that you have to be one of those women. What I'm telling you is you need to shut the fuck up about other people's choices. Mind your fucking business. This ain't got nothing to do with you. You've created a whole situation that did not have to be. And the fact that you said a couple of years ago you sat him down to try to talk to him about this and he went off on you as he should have. Because, bitch, who are you to tell me how to live my life? Who are you to tell me that I don't need to be out here living life and happy? You think I, I don't want to be like you, okay? My brother look miserable with your ass, okay? I'm not going to live life like that. I'm going to be out here and be footloose and fancy free. <laughs> I don't understand why people, just mind your business, bro. Like, if, again, I've said on the podcast before, I don't have a problem with men who want like a traditional wife that stay at home and just have his babies. I ain't going to ever tell a man he shouldn't want that. I ain't the bitch for you, okay? You're not going to get that out of me. But I'm not going to tell you that, that now I'm going to tell you you wrong if you saying every woman's supposed to blah, 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 fucking blah. You can say with your wife what you want your wife to do in the same way that I can say what I want my husband to do. I don't have a problem with that. I know I'm not the one for you, but that don't mean that you wrong for wanting that shit. But when you start telling people how they supposed to be based off of what you want, you can shut the fuck up. OK, so, ma'am, you're definitely the asshole and you need to shut up. She did an edit. I probably should have clarified that he generally goes on apps like Tinder, which makes it worse as the women he dates tend to be of a certain type. The judgment. You so fucking judgy. It ain't your business. If he was picking prostitutes up on the side of the street and paying them, this still wouldn't be your business as long as he ain't bringing them hoes to your house. <laughs> oh, he's using Tinder to meet <laughs> He's only swiping on specific type. Ma'am, he probably swiping on every woman. <laughs> just swipe, 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 swipe. Just making a song out of it. Like, but what, what difference does that make? What difference does that make? Like, there are absolutely horrendous people who are monogamous, who date one person at a time, who ain't got no goddamn business around kids. Yep. And there are different measures that you should be using of how to determine whether somebody should be around your kid outside of the kind of people that they date and the decisions that they make in engaging with the opposite sex. That is not a good gauge for determining that unless you know for a fact that they be beating their ass or something. Like if they are domestic violence on that shit, you know. This is this comment is so <laughs> I was going through the comments. This person said, my narc mom hates kids, yet always hassled me to have them. I finally realized that she thought it was unfair that I had my life to myself and didn't have to worry about taking care of kids. She wanted me to be punished, too, since she managed to not kill us all with her neglect and abuse. No thanks. Only the golden child provided her with grandchildren, who she lost interest in not long after the toddler stage. She's a rotten piece of work who I had to cut off years ago. And that's another thing. You, you, you want people to have to deal with the shit that you deal with. You know, you mad because people out here vacationing in the south of France and shit, and you sitting up with spittle on your shirt. That's your choice. You chose that. And they chose to not have kids and be able to spend. Kids cost money. You can 
save a whole lot of money if you don't have children. But you also don't get the other things that come along with having children. And those are the decisions that everybody has to make for themselves. What's important to you in your life is what's important to you in your life. And for some people, that's creating a legacy and having kids and being surrounded by all of that shit when they're old and great. And for some people, it's seeing the world and traveling and getting it in wherever the fuck they want to. And nobody's wrong in either of those situations. But when you start telling people what the fuck they have to do, then bitch, you become an asshole. And and just <laughs> I want to add, for some people, it's about having a barrage of beautiful big black booties in your vicinity <laughs> constantly. Um, whether you use protection or not, <laughs> which shouldn't matter in terms of whether they are an appropriate person to be around your children. Somebody said it's giving my brother-in-law rejected me. And that might I get he might be the fine brother. You had to settle for the ugly brother. And now you just mad. <laughs> mm. They got a little baby that looked like Oscar the Grouch mad because <laughs> you know, you ain't have a baby that looked like whatever you think their baby would look like with your with his with your brother-in-law. Cause she did man she did mention specifically that the brother-in-law is very good looking and he has a tendency to date really good looking women. Did you not make the cut, bitch? Were you not good enough looking for him? Are we a little sour about that? <laughs> and I wonder how she noticed. Like, it is like he always bring. like, how did he, she always her end husband, up seeing those women? She probably don't. She, her, her husbands and wives talk about shit. The husband and the brother are close. The brother probably talked to the husband and the husband probably because he like, damn, that nigga living the life. Be telling his wife about it. And she's taking it like, oh, my God. He's he's sleeping with women he met on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, she's a looker. Wow, you know how white men be, be talking about women. Yeah, she, well, you should see who my brother's dating now. She's a looker. <laughs> if I wasn't married to you, <laughs> I'd be out here with my brother. It's probably some shit like that. He probably living his life vicariously through his brother, and she tired yep. of hearing that shit. She and like it. she mad at brother just because she ain't finna be mad at husband, but she mad at brother because. You know, husband is big up in his lifestyle, and it's like, I can't believe you showing my husband shit that make him feel like he would have somebody else in a different life if I wasn't here. Like, Ooh, how dare you live his life? Shit. How Tripping. dare you? Tripping hard, ma'am. Like, you're definitely the asshole. Mind your business. That that's the the PSA is don't take ACE inhibitors and mind your fucking business. That's that's all. <laughs> that's it. So we're gonna have to figure out how we want the show to be structured in order for me to throw the news on here because we already about an hour and a half in. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't pull pull back because you said you weren't gonna do it this week anyway. I know, I know. But then we had a letter from somebody else and then, you know, um, we, uh, but I'm just going to highlight some of the news that's going on in the sense that if you're trying to keep up with what's going on in America, I'm going to give you some highlights of what's going on. Uh, right now, we are having debt ceiling issues. Do you know anything about the debt ceiling? I know you don't heard that term as far as like they be on the news. You know what the debt ceiling is about? No, I've heard the term now. So the way that America works, which it don't have to work this way, but this is how it works, is that America just borrows money from other businesses, countries. Oh, yeah. They trillions. just borrow money. 
Trillions yes. of dollars. A lot of money. And America pays it back with interest, right? And America has never defaulted on that debt. And so it's beneficial for foreign countries to let America loan money because they're going to get it back at an increase, right? So the budgets that the politicians are supposed to be coming up with are based on how much debt we have. And so one of two things can happen when negotiating those debts. Either you can get the debts down so that you're not spending more than you're borrowing, or you can increase how much America borrows at this point. And at this point, we're borrowing like, damn, in the trillions amount of money. And so over the time since this system was started, it's like the debt ceiling just keep being increased. Which I feel a certain way about loan people calling me goddamn when America's goddamn keep I borrowing mean, money. But now that. we got to a point where... <clears throat> They are like at an impasse at how they want to move forward with the debt ceiling. Um, between putting it off and figuring out other ways to manage a, a, a debt ceiling type situation, uh, if the debt ceiling, if a, a budget is not met, what's going to happen is our kind of economy going to be fucked up. This is when you start talking about government shutdowns. This is when you start talking about cutting social programs, cutting food stamps, welfare, uh, all that shit. So keep up with that. The other thing you need to be keeping up with is Clarence Thomas has just been found to be a corrupt Supreme Court justice. He just now been found to be? Well, uh, okay, <laughs> let, let's go through what happened. And I don't want to say he corrupt right now because the way that they crafting it is like maybe he ain't corrupt. Maybe he just made some bad decisions, you know. Uh, but evidence is starting to give Clarence listen, Thomas the benefit of the doubt. Evidence is starting to show, yeah. Clarence Thomas made a comment early in his career about how uh, liberals have been treating me like shit, so I'm gonna make them, they're gonna pay for it essentially, you know. So, but, uh, but it is a very, it's a very prominent position in our society, and so I'm gonna, you know, give it its due diligence, not because Clarence Thomas is in it, but because it, it in the position that it is is significant. So Clarence Thomas has essentially been treated to a bunch of gifts by somebody named Harlan Crow. Uh, which is just a billionaire motherfucker that uh, he known since he got on the Supreme Court. Now, this ain't like this was a long-term friend before that. You know, not only that, but Harlan Crow has been found to be in front of the Supreme Court on cases, right? Uh, not only that, but it's come out uh, recently in the last few days that Kellyanne Conway actually funneled money from a... Uh, I ain't heard that name a, in a while. <clears throat> yeah, from a conservative... Uh, donor to Jenny Thomas. And so it's like, what's, what is looking like is happening with the evidence that we're getting is that while not overt, Clarence Thomas and Jenny Thomas have been using, let me not say using, but they have been allowing people to give them things and donate things to them, likely with the idea that they would get some kind of, you know, consideration when it comes to decisions that the Supreme Court makes. And now that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's big. But what's come from that is that we have these people with lifetime appointments who make significant decisions for how our uh, law is structured in America. And they don't have any code of ethics that that uh, they le are led by. And I guess the reason is because people think that because they judges, they must be of the highest moral 
code that you know you can have, right? Absolutely, absolutely not. And so now that it's been proposed that the Supreme Court have a uh, a ethics code that applies to them, the Supreme Court don't want that. <laughs> None of them want that. You know, I guess they wouldn't look at it and say, no, Clarence just made a mistake without reporting that. Oh, you mean that $500,000 trip that Harlan Crow, that vacation that he paid for them to have? And you think he don't want nothing back from that? Either they too stupid to be on the Supreme Court or the Supreme Court need to fucking be babysat in that way if they not going to be upfront about the shit. And especially Clarence Thomas because he just always be on some fucking bullshit. I mean, he started his career on some bullshit with the goddamn sexual assault. And now here we are all these years later and we seeing him being shady as hell with taking this money. Um, But that's the thing to look out for if you want to, you know, kind of get into news or you trying to figure out, you know, what I need to be listening to. Another thing right now that will probably impact you more directly than the other two things, especially if you ain't know no social services as far as the debt ceiling go, is the writer strike. Now, any hardcore TV watches back in 2007, 2008, who was watching Lost, who was watching Heroes, who was watching uh, Grey's Anatomy, who was watching any of those shows at the time, the writer strike fucked them shows up. Heroes went to shit. A Lost had two seasons that they had to retroactively say didn't happen until the writer strike came about. But there is a new writer strike going on, and this is the gist of the problem, okay? So, Writers, there used to be a writer's room. Let's think about back when Full House was a TV show, right? There used to be a writer's room. There used to be eight to ten writers in there, and they all used to come up with fucking ideas and shit about what we're going to do with this show. The problem is the model of how shows go has turned into streaming. And so they've turned writing more into a gig economy to where it's like, hey, we need you to write for this show. We're going to give you three weeks. You need to write this many episodes. We're going to pay you up front for that, and then it's a wrap. You're done. When Writers have been getting paid residuals. They've been getting paid bonuses based off of sales. They've been a part of the industry. And it's like the the rich are trying to put them out the industry. Now, it would be understandable if what was going on was that the whole industry was losing money. That's not the case. The case is the industry is gaining a shit ton of money from these new models that they're using, these subscription models and these video on demand models. They're making a shit ton of money, but they're also at the same time trying to figure out how we can make more money by cutting the writers out. And and let me say, Red, if you if you bought a book that didn't have a writer, would there be a fucking book? No. If you had a if you wanted to see a movie but there was no writer in it, there would be no words. Am I am I right on that? Yeah. So writers are a very very big part. Of the process. I'm not yeah. inclined to believe that Denzel Washington, while he can act very well and he can likely direct, he probably can't write some shit that a motherfucker's gonna like and be coherent. Yeah. He reads what somebody else writes. And so the writers are saying, listen, y'all are trying to write us out of this situation and we have some demands to keep ourselves from being put out of this situation. And the CEOs and the owners are a problem. Um, so, um, and this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about, but I'm gonna give y'all some, like, some stats about what's going on. Um, I'm gonna tell y'all how much they, they've lost at this point. Since the writer strike happened a few, few days ago, within the week, 
Disney lost $3.36 billion in value. Damn. A day ago. A day ago. Netflix lost $2.41 billion in value. Um, Warner Brothers lost $1.41 billion in value. And the only thing the WGA is asking for is $429 million per year. The studio lost more in one day than they would have if uh, given what they asked for for the next 5,000 years. So this is fully about principle. Mm-hmm. This is about the wealthy trying to figure out how to maintain their wealth, how to keep that elite club <laughs> of people who are wealthy up there and not to give those the others. Now, I'm going to highlight a couple of other things that going on in this writer strike per the negotiations that they're asking for, right? So what the writers want is streaming features. They want streaming features with a budget of 12 million or more receive full theatrical terms, including better initial compensation and residuals. So basically they're saying anything that we write for that streams, we want the same shit that we would get if the movie was going to the theaters instead of it was streaming, right? That's what we want. Um, and the offers that the, the offers that the industry is coming back with are abysmal and they ain't even addressing some of them. So I'm gonna go through the ones that they've rejected that we just rejecting your proposal. Um, a guaranteed second step. They require a second step if hired for a screenplay for less than 250% of the minimum. They just rejected that shit. And they countered by offering meetings to educate creative executives and producers about screenwriters' free work concerns. So instead of giving us some money and securing our job and position, we just going to educate some people about something. We're gonna they're gonna watch a video or do a PowerPoint presentation about some shit. Trash. Weekly pay. 50% pay upon commencement and remaining 50% to be paid out weekly over the writing period. Applies if writer is paid less than 250% of minimum. Writers above this threshold have the right to opt into weekly pay. They straight rejected that shit. And this ain't really shit that, like, this is the stuff that they're asking for is stuff that used to go on that the way the industry has shifted to video on demand has changed. Mm-hmm. So it's not <laughs> like these ain't outlandish demands. It's just like these companies say, no, we ain't gonna do that no more because we done shifted our model. So we y'all ain't as necessary as you used to be. Um, and it's more... But one of the more essential ones is um, involves AI. So essentially, the writer's room wants them to regulate artificial intelligence on, um, on certain projects where AI can't write or rewrite literary material and can't be used as source material and nothing can be used to train AI. Um... And this is very telling. They straight rejected that proposal as well and countered by offering annual meetings to discuss advancements in technology. So what it sounds like is that a lot of these industries are probably about to start hinging upon AI to do a lot of the writing because AI is influenced by people. But it sounds like they might be trying to take a chance of getting AI to write things instead of, you know, allowing actual writers to write it. So. I am on the WGA side. I am on the side of the writers. Uh, I am. I'll never be on the side of the fucking wealthy, the one percent. You know, eat the rich, stick, put their head on the pike. That's billionaires shouldn't exist. That's my perspective. You know, but uh, uh but this is just another thing that y'all need to be keeping up with if you want to be informed about what's going on in our society. But more so, why your TV shows might be fucked up. You know, at some point. 
in the middle of a season where it's like, huh? What's going on? It's because the AI started fucking writing your TV show. You know? That's... And, you know, the way the AI been coming hard, you know, it don't... It sounds like maybe the AI may be able to write a show. But there is going to come some point in our future, if that's the route they go, in which we're going to be able to tell the difference between uh, AI that has written something versus humans that have written something. You know? I, I feel like that would be the case. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe maybe AI becomes so integrated and and the people who act out what the AI said does that so well that we can't tell the difference. I don't know. You know, or maybe they just have a makeshift like telling the the the, the actors if something don't feel right, you know, as far as the AI, you know, just kind of like freestyle it. I don't know. I feel like they're going to try to make money regardless of what the cost is cuz you know, when CEOs do something and make wrong decisions, that make a whole shit ton of money. At the end of the day, if it was ultimately a net loss in some way, all they do is get fired, but they still got all that money they made. You know, so even if this is a bad look for the industry, uh, it could be a good look for millionaires, and they'll let this shit run for 10 or 15 years and let that shit crash, and they'll get out of it with they change and not care that it impacted the whole industry and a whole bunch of people that was under, that, under there. You know, but I mean, writing I needs to... to continue to be something that we involve in the system. You need a human element to it. I mean, the AI is not going to be able to explain the intent behind this scene or like how it's like that. The people who write it are able to give that human element to it. And so I think AI would be able to come up with scripts and it will be able to come up with the stories. But I don't know that it would be the same as a person writing it. Because AI is just that. I mean, it's not. It doesn't have all the things, the human element to it. So I think we will be able yeah. to tell the difference. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But that's all I'm gonna throw out there with news, some other shit. But that's all I'm gonna throw out there. Uh, as as I'm trying to get back into news myself, because again, I was keeping up with news a lot because we were doing it on the show. And once we stopped, I just kind of stopped being in the news cycle. But like lately, I found myself back in the news cycle, and so that's where I'm gonna come back around. With the news read, it's going to do the Reddit letters, and I'm going to do the news. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna throw no fucking social shit in there like Gene, like Red used to do. I don't think I'm gonna throw none of that shit in there. Um, oh. I really don't care about the Nick Cannon and Kanye. I don't care about none of that shit. Like not at this juncture. So it's not important for me to add those things in there. Maybe if a story is big enough to, that's trending that you know is worth a conversation. Maybe I'll throw that out there, but as of now, that's not something that I'm interested in having a part of the dialogue. But, yeah. Uh, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.